Um, good evening to the Mutswane family. Uh, good evening to the Forbes family. Uh, we acknowledge you um, for attending. This very difficult. Um, we <clears throat> we thank you for joining us for this very difficult but important occasion. Um, my name is Tebo Khomwalusi, and I'll introduce myself more formally into the program. But we just wanted to acknowledge your presence here. Um, without you, this would not be possible. And so I would like that this room, as well as the spillover venue, if we can just observe a moment of silence, both for Tebello Motswane, as well as Keenan Forbes. A minute of silence, please. Thank you very much. Um, so, I want to try something else. The moment of silence is important for us to reflect on why we are here. The two gentlemen who we have lost were icons. They were game changers. And the speeches and the commentary that will follow uh, will be there to validate things that we already know about the lives and the contributions that they made. And so I'd like you to join me in doing something else as part of the acknowledgements. For a minute, I'd like us to clap for these two gentlemen. Please join me in clapping for a minute in acknowledging these amazing people. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think we've got a nice balance in the room and we can kick off our program. Uh, as mentioned, my name is Tebokhomo Alusi. Um, I actually used to come to the school. Uh, Tebelo was my two-year senior. Um, so, you know, I used to watch him and his, his class, I think it was the class of 2000. Uh, and we used to emulate them because they were the pioneers. They were teaching us how to navigate the space of being beautiful, black, confident, intelligent, etc. Um, and it didn't stop there. We played sports together. I played basketball in the first team with some of the guys uh, and went on to uh, partner in various ventures with Tibelo um, in, in the creative space. 
But for me, as Teboho, to have this honor to speak and to manage the program today, I would like to share with you some of the wisdom that I've learned from Tebelo's life. Um, Tebelo was a powerhouse, uh, and I'm going to use basketball anecdotes because I think you will connect. The man was a baller through and through. And the first one that I'll start with was Tebelo was obsessed with practice. If you think about a free throw, right, a free throw in a game is a moment where the game stops, you get to be with the hoop by yourself and you get to shoot the ball, but you have to practice. You have to spend time honing your trade, and despite the fact that nobody is challenging you for the ball, you still have the opportunity to work hard and score, and Tibelo was about practice. Whether it was about basketball, whether it was, it was about food, whether it was about the entertainment industry, he took his time to practice. And that's one of the things that I learned about Tibello. Down to the T, I mean, even just dressing up for today, I was like, yo, Tibbs, what would Tibbs say, Debza? Are you looking neat enough? Are you looking dapper enough? Because he used to look good all the time. And that was Tibello. He took pride and pride in himself and the work that he put into the world. And I think that's some of the stuff that we will share today. So we're going to kick off with a prayer. Um, I think at the moment, if I can ask the choir to come up and come in, just so that after the prayer, we can go straight into, into song, and then we can continue with, with the program. As they come in, one of the other things that I learned from Tibello was about the slam dunk. Um, you know, the slam dunk is about aggression. It's about attacking uh, as, as a form of defense. And Tebello used to attack his goals with such precision. Mama and Papa, I'm sure you know this about your son. Tebello used to focus and attack his goals with precision. Whilst he may be quiet in his space and not in the public in terms of the work he's doing in the back end, whenever he went for his goals, he would slam dunk them. And that's the excellence that we got to learn and see from Tibello's life. So, so far we know about the free throw and we know about the slam dunk. And those were the things that remind me of Tibello. If I can ask for Father Mukesh to come and join us and take us into prayer. And that will be followed by a contribution from the Sacred Heart School Choir. We become quiet in our hearts, in the spirit, in this hall, in this continent, and in this world. As we become aware of why we are here, for loving Creator, you are the giver of life. You share your love with us as we gather here at this heavy moment for the families, for the friends, for the school community. We are aware that you are with us 
even in this difficult time. Support the family and the friends with your love as they share their pain, their sorrow, but also the moments of joy. Help us to support them in whichever way we can, with our prayers, with our love, our thoughts. And we thank you for the life of Tibello, Kiana, for our own life, as we think and we share and we mourn the loss of our brothers, sons or friends that we are aware even in this loss and in this sorrow you are always with us even if it's painful you always support us even though at times we don't feel it but we are aware that you are the creator of life and love Thank you for bringing us together, even in these difficult times. But let it help us, that you can help the families and our friends. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you very much. Over to the choir, please.
Thank you very much. Thank you. As the choir exits, um, we're going to have our first speaker for the day. Um, Mrs. Blankensee, if you can join me up on stage. Um, Mrs. Blankensee is the head of school at Sacred Heart College, um, but she also uh, had the pleasure uh, of uh, teaching Debello in one of his classes. Uh, we look forward to hearing about her. Sacred Heart is an institution. Um, so many of us have memories I graduated here in 2002 um, and still come back to be connected to this amazing school. Um, it's here that we found our identity and we found our freedom of expression and we will always be eternally grateful for this institution. Mrs. B, if you can join me on stage. <laughs> To everyone, and I want to take this opportunity to express our condolences to two families who've lost people too soon. And so, our thoughts and prayers as the Sacred Heart community are with the Forbes family and especially with the Motswani family. I don't think I ever called Tabelo Tibbs in my class. <laughs> For those of you that know me as the teacher, I probably called him Tabelo. And when I received the really tragic news on Saturday morning, immediately I had this picture of... Tabelo sitting at the back of the class with Zolani. Not sure what they were doing there. I hope they were learning biology. And Floni and Zoya, and of course, the rest of the class. And Tabelo was this incredible gentle giant. He had this ability to just make people feel welcome. And I have to be quite honest, this particular group, the basketball boys who hang out together, teasing some of the girls, who I have to say gave as good as they got, which is something that is important, have been an incredible model of what Sacred Heart College is about. Because as soon as we heard this incredibly sad news, immediately the friends were rallying. And so, yes, the tragedy of the untimely passing of Tabello brought them together, but in actual fact they had been together for many of them, right from grade one. And so, 
Tabela was part of a community that knew how to have fun, sometimes naughty, mostly playful, but always respectful and aware of their place and their privilege. And what I particularly love and respect about the class of 2000 is just the friendships that have lasted for so long. I know Sylvani's mom, Peliwe, often lamented this incredible friendship because she just thought, sure, these boys, what are they up to? And she was kind of hoping that you guys would grow out of it. But I'm really glad that you didn't. Because the fact that you are here now to pay tribute to a remarkable person who in his own gentle way has made a difference in the world. And that's what he wrote in his matric profile. We have a tradition at Sacred Heart where the students speak about their nicknames. And of course, Tibbs was there. And then his sports, basketball, which I know Roger King will speak a little bit about later on. And Tabojo has already given us some thoughts about the importance of basketball. But then he wrote, ambition to make a difference. And that's exactly what Tabelo did. He made a difference to the individual who was next to him, who arrived at school, not sure how to go about and navigate that day. He made a difference to his friends by just being that gentle giant. He made a difference on the basketball court. He made a difference in our lives here at Sacred Heart College because in his own gentle, caring, considerate way, he has impacted on all of our lives. I know that people are going to speak about his time once he has left school. But my memories of Tabello and his peer group is one of love, of being brothers and sisters to one another. And the fact that on a Wednesday night, when the alumni come to play basketball, it doesn't matter if you were part of the class of 2000. It doesn't matter if you're the class of 2014. My son was made to feel welcome and show up whenever he wanted to at those basketball games. And that's the family spirit of Sacred Heart College. So I want to wish you all strength and to remember those wonderful memories to appreciate the incredible impact that Tabello had on each of our lives and the difference that he made in the world. Thank you.
She's also my biology teacher, so she has spent many years uh, educating and leading the school, um, and we thank you for the contribution. I think teachers um, make such a huge contribution in society. Um, they are the unsung heroes of this you know, world and this country. They, we build, they are the, the giants on which shoulders we stand, so thank you for that, Mrs. B., um, you know, as you spoke about Dibelo's uh, statement in the magazine, what comes to mind is, for me, Dibelo was the personification of shifting from success to significance. He achieved so much in his life, but at some point he decided he wanted to be significant in people's lives. And so he measured his time, he measured the spaces he wanted to contribute in, and by so doing, he was able to have such a huge impact on the world. And I think as you listen to these speeches, I think that's what will come across. Um, I'm going to now invite um, two of Dibelo's friends. Uh, we're going to start with Zoya Sisulu, uh, joined by Michael Cross. They will speak separately, but if they can uh, come up together. Um, thank you very much. <laughs> going to take instruction from, from Debza. It's, um, it's a tough day to be here. The circumstances are hard, but I'm going to dig deep to share some of my fond memories of Tebes. Ms. Blankensee touched on something that's so important. Um, Sacred Heart is much more than a school. It's, it's a community. It's a family. Um, and very central to, to many of our lives. I think as we started to fill the hall, you know, we saw old faces, old friends, and classmates, and teachers, and kind of rung that bell of why this place is so important to us. Um, and and Tebes was one of the people that were great at bringing us all together and creating platforms for us to kind of forge these bonds that keep the Sacred Heart family so tightly knit and one indeed that makes a difference in people's lives as was his ambition but is also one that we are extremely proud of. I will start kind of way back when um, we were all little kids when I came to know Dibelo there used to be this habit of like an Olympic sprint and stampede. Every time we saw Brother Joseph's powder blue little conquest drive through the gate, um, mostly because we were never in the orchard as we're supposed to be. I haven't figured out why we had this allergy to being in the orchard like we're supposed to be. But those are some of the, the memories and times I remember starting to forge my relationship uh, and friendship with Tebes, and really what has been a lifelong friendship for myself. Um, 
Tibbs started here. So by the time I had come to the school, he, he was a very established uh, sacred hearter. Um, he, in those days, was more fondly known as Tibello. And as I started my career uh, at the school, I was kind of intrigued by this Tibello character. But he, he had been here uh, a long time, and some of us who were kind of getting used to this new multiracial South Africa had started at the school a little after him. But he saw it in his usual kindness to kind of take us along um, for the journey. An amazing story that was shared by Tabo Mofukeng, who says when he arrived here in 1991 uh, in the same class as Tebes, um, in Mrs. Rainsford's class. Mrs. Rainsford was, was quite tough on the best of days. Um, very intimidating-looking lady. So Tabo's recollection is that he didn't, he didn't speak much English and um, could kind of barely wander beyond his comfort zone of, uh, good morning, my name is Tabo. Uh, but Tebes, being kind of generous of spirit, was always kind to help him along, not only with his homework and, and comprehension, but also in the sense of whispering the answers across to Tabo as uh, Mrs. Rainsford stared him down from the front of the classroom. And I think that really is a very typical type of Tebes move. One is his generosity of spirit, and two, always maintaining street credibility was absolutely critical. Tebes was kind, he was honest almost to a fault, and he was very genuine. He was gentle, um, as Mrs. Blankensy said, and he made us feel welcome. And these traits he carried through the various areas of his life, and certainly I observed them consistently as we kind of moved from primary school to high school to varsity. Um, he had this kind of aura to bellow this fellow, um, that just attracted people. And it, it just happened that wherever he was, there were kinds of groups of people adoringly around him. And, and this is kind of the start of, you know, his, the formation of his legions of fans uh, and ones that he, he carried um, all, all throughout his life. And, you know, as the playgrounds shifted and changed, he still had this drawing ability to attract people. As we moved into high school, Tibello transitioned to Debello, uh, and then ultimately became Tebes. And that's obviously lasted uh, for the rest of his life. Um, Tebes was a scholar of all things cool. He was the go-to guy. There was nothing he did not know. Um, he started in high school to kind of enjoy um, and, and exhibit his love of the arts. And so when not performing on the basketball court, he would take up any opportunity to be on a stage. He always assumed the role of, of creative director 
And it's kind of coming full circle to be in the spaces because often when in drama class we'd be sent out with kind of assignments, uh, he would direct us in, in these courtyards and on this stage. Um, I think just a start of him try, starting to find his creative spark. Um, McQueen reminded me... Um, of a time in Standard 8, and, and much to the point I was making, we had been sent out from biology class, thank you, Mrs. Blankensy, um, to put together a little performance around uh, photosynthesis, who would have thought. Um, and so in our little group, as Ms. Blankensy had said, we kind of assumed the backbenches of, of the biology class particularly we came up with this photosynthesis rap to which Teebs provided like the backing track. Amazingly, uh, Mrs. Blankensy was amused enough to give us an A, but that is kind of like the ultimate Teebs thing, just infusing his sense of art and culture and having fun into everything that, that we did. He would also often call on McQueen, so she had an amazing voice, uh, but wasn't so much kind of part of like the, the drama crew, so she had to be coaxed uh, into performing. Um, and he would always call on her whenever, you know, it would be at camps, at talent shows, uh, assemblies, and that kind of thing. Uh, for her, these interactions in her mind are what solidified her, her love of hip-hop, that was developed and nurtured by Teebs. But these, for me, were undoubtedly the, the formative years of show love entertainment, to which we were all, all too happy to be Teebs' guinea pigs. As Ms. Blankensee had alluded to, uh, he wrote something very kind of poignant in our yearbook. Uh, you know, at 18... I hate to say it, but you haven't formed uh, very worldly views. But um, he was able, kind of in his old soul romanticism, to provide a very insightful, very forward-looking, very mature um, quotes and ambitions. His quote, A thing of beauty is a joy forever. And that's exactly how he lived his life. He was committed to the pursuit of the finer things in life and the things that really brought him joy. Debs, I mentioned uh, his meticulous dress code. Um, he loved to share like, his new discoveries with us and always sharing with us the latest music, fashion trends, uh, whenever we had like a free period. When we finally left these, these hallowed corridors, as I, as I refer to it, Teebs kind of carried this magnetism and poise into the next phases of our lives. So as we started in the early days at WITS, um, what was kind of like a a small school community of, of people that had known Debello a long time and had been his adoring fans, 
uh, he managed to convert that into quite a movement um, as we transitioned into, into varsity life uh, and carried that magnetism into our days at WITS. Uh, as we started in the Joburg, uh, the Joburg nightlife, as we started to explore, I guess, that part of our coming of age, we always had the privilege, uh, Thorny, Tando, and I, of being regulars on Teebs' guest list. And whenever we'd arrive, I guess, to the steely bouncers and the hostesses, loved to name drop and say, what on the guest list with Teebs. It was a thing. When we entered these spaces, um, socializing, having fun, and in the way that Teebs does in how he brought us together, he would kind of hover around us uh, in his uh, hostess with the mostess type of way. He, he looked after us, and, and that was a very important characteristics of the spaces that he created. He created a sense of safety and comfort um, and places where we could really let our hair down. Um, many of us in this room, um, fortunately I can't see any faces from here, so I, I shan't name names, uh, but Teebs kind of holds on his chest many of our deep, darkest secrets of many a wild night in the Joburg streets. I remember a little kind of later um, in our adulthood, Teeb started hosting brunches at Le Creatives in Brynston. And I joined one of these brunches, uh, as it were. Uh, my name was still on Teeb's guest list. Um, and this is really when he started to transition to, to Chef Teebs, which was an amazing thing to, to watch. It was always amazing how he kind of was focused on his goals and kind of became a master. You know, his sense of mastery, I think, was always um, amazing to observe. So we walk into this venue, um, it was before uh, it had been rebranded, and outside, I'm sure it said, the South African Culinary School. And I thought, geez, this is quite a thing. Um, I know Teebs is, you know, into this food thing. He's kind of morphing into Chef Teebs. But I found that such a, an interesting space for him to occupy and for him to own in such a way. And it reminded me as well the audacity and audaciousness um, of his visions um, and his creativity. Uh, it was also just a reminder, another step in the sense of Teebs' journey. He was setting another trend, uh, and as we had often followed him, kind of followed him into this journey as well. He had set trends with his parties, with his suits, his cigars, even his beard was a thing. Uh, he was setting the trend in terms of unearthing talent, art, and fine wine. And, you know, this fine dining thing had become what was next in Teebs' movement. And always done in, in so much 
calm, quiet confidence uh, and with swagger that you cannot handle. Our friendship traversed our school days, as I mentioned, and transformed into, into adulthood. Um, one of my more recent interactions was him telling me how he had bumped into my mother. They exchanged the normal pleasantries, and he kind of went on to say, you know, your mother gave me that look. And I said to him, what look? I knew exactly what look he meant. Um, and, and he confessed to me that she still made me feel like a little school kid. And it was a little amusing because in my own life, I guess, Teebs had also assumed uh, that space. He would, from whatever corner of room or corner of club, kind of give you this uh, disapproving look across the room when you were stepping out of line. Um, I think it was more likely linked to kind of uh, starting to compromise his own street credibility. But he definitely uh, kept us in check, and he, he, he made sure that we perform. Um, yeah, it is hard. It is hard to be here. Um, and I think, again, you know, always being ahead of his own time, Teebs goes before us once again. Um, as difficult as it is to let him go, as difficult as it is to accept these circumstances and reality, for me, it's important that we not hold him back. I personally will revel in the memories of all the fun that we had and celebrate a life well lived that was filled with beauty and joy and a life of immense impact on many people um, across the board, some that have known him a short time and some that have known him a long time. And all I want to say is go well, my friend. Mr. and Mrs. Motswani, um, this is a demonstration of your beloved son's community. Uh, it's a reflection of what the love and kindness he poured into people. Um, and I hope you've had in this week and going forward, I'm certain you will have a taste of the kind of community that he created. Our deepest condolences to you, but Zikalanani, he was a joy to us, and we thank you for sharing your blessing with us all. Thank you.
Um, my, my name is Michael Cross. I've known Teebs literally all my life. We came to the school. Um, although he was a standard below me, you know, we, we really formed a really strong friendship that branched out and really developed post-school. Um, I've written a little something here for him. Um, excuse me for reading it, but I think it's the only way I get through this. And it's the only way I, I believe I can do his memory justice. Tibelo, my friend, my brother, affectionately known to most as Tibes. Our journey started back in primary school with this very school. A skinny, soft-spoken boy befriended a chubby kid with a big personality that just grew and grew. There was something magical about this school because the bonds we formed with people are lifelong. There's a sense of community that developed during those years. It wasn't until Vasti that our friendship truly blossomed. Our Vasti years cemented our friendship as we navigated through early adulthood. Nothing is guaranteed in life, but believe me when I say there was guaranteed laughter in his presence. A born storyteller, he had the talent of narrating the details of any story in a way that brought it to life. He was an advisor, and although not all his advice was taken, I loved that he provided a very different perspective. A personality bigger than life itself, you felt his presence when he entered a room, even though many times that was not his intention. People were naturally drawn to him. He had a way with people, a way with words. I consider myself blessed for all the time that we were given. He was like my little big brother in many ways. There are many in this room that will have fond memories of the letters DVK. DVK was legendary, facilitator of good times, protector of all within. DVK was part of our tribe and our Minister of Transport, a white, fuel-efficient Toyota Corolla with a booming sound system that I owned. Teeves was a regular visitor to that ministry, often in the passenger seat. The route was often from observatory to Edenvale, where he lived with his parents, to Santon, to Fourways, to Ravonia, or wherever the road took us, and then back home in the early hours. Whether for work or to connect with other friends, it was a trip I made over and over again without thinking about it, because the reward was time spent with him. Never one to settle, Teebs carved his own path and reinvented himself over and over again. Show Love provided the platform for many DJs, promoters, and artists to launch their own careers. Show Love launched the career of the late Keenan Forbes and facilitated in various ways the growth of many others. Show Love turned empty, unknown venues into the most popular establishments. What began as hip-hop parties turned into an agency that was multifaceted. Show Love connected people gave us all a sense of belonging. Show love was Teebs, and all Teebs knew was to show love. Teebs then transitioned into being a chef, a chef, and in one of his interviews he said, sitting at a table is always an opportunity to connect. This is who he was. 
I spent the better part of this morning scrolling through old pictures. I was saddened that we didn't document more, but also glad that at the time we were truly living in the moment. We've come so far, my friend, and it breaks me to acknowledge that this is the end of our journey on earth. Teeves is never one to let anything get him down for too long. In the few times we spoke about the eventuality of death, he wanted us to celebrate our lives, reminisce the great times together. Teeves, my brother, in your death, a part of me has died and gone with you. So wherever you are, I also go. You are not alone. We have all lost a friend, a brother, a son. To Tibello's parents, your boy loved you with everything he had. Many here have never met you, but know all about you because he made sure he told the world at every opportunity, be it birthdays or wedding anniversaries. I am truly sorry for the pain you are going through, but know this, Tibello was truly loved by, mem- by, me- by many, and his memory will continue to live through all of us. Heartfelt condolences to the greater family, and condolences to the Ford's family, who have also lost a son. Rest now, my brothers. In death as in life, we stand together, always a family, always a team. The brotherhood never dies. Thank you. Thank you to Michael and Zoya for those heartfelt words. Um, I've got two requests. Um, you know, with, with such a, a magnificent human being who lived such a big life, it's difficult to try and, you know, encapsulate the experiences in a short space of time. But if the speakers that come up here can indulge me with trying to just get through their messages as, as quickly as possible, I know it's a difficult ask, but we are running slightly behind uh, time. Uh, that said, I do ask for the indulgence of everybody who is connected to us, whether digitally uh, and in this room. We are doing our best to make sure we honor Tebes whilst respecting time, but we will take a little bit longer than we expected, and we appreciate your patience in that regard. Up next, we've got someone who made a huge contribution to Tibello's life. If you know anything about Tibbs, basketball had a huge contribution to the person that he became. And one of those people that contributed to his love for basketball and his ability to thrive in the sport was Mr. Roger King, who for many years was our basketball coach. So I'm going to ask uh, Mr. Roger King to come up on stage and share some words. As he comes up, I want you guys to look at this t-shirt. This was the skipper. This was, when we wore this, the enemies knew that Sacred Heart was coming. And when we got onto the court, we used to sing, Sacred Heart, what time is it? It's time to get live. It's time to represent. Sacred Heart, what time is it? It's time to get live. It's time to represent. And then that starting five would hit the court, and it was game over. 
Mr. Roger King, over to you, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Um, when you started early on today, I just thought maybe you'd be telling all the basketball anecdotes and taken away from me, but uh, I do have a few about Tabelo. So firstly, good evening, Mr. and Mrs. Motswane, family and friends. It's not always easy standing up here under the circumstances, but what we are doing today is celebrating the life of Tabelo. I started coaching Tabelo in the late 90s when he was a high school student here at Sacred Heart College which has been over 20 years since I met this fine, young, enthusiastic basketball player. Some of my memories have faded, but some still shine strongly through, especially around me coaching DiBello, as he was an individual that you wanted in your team, and I can also say, in your life. In the first few seasons, DiBello was like a sponge as he took in as much knowledge and information he could with regards to basketball and how he implemented it during practices and at game time. It was an absolute joy to watch as he was willing to learn and play his role as a team player. Tabello developed very quickly over the years and his love for basketball showed through in how he conducted himself on and off the court. His respect for the game, respect for his fellow teammates, referees, and more so his opponents. No matter the situation on the basketball court or what the scoreboard showed, he would always give 100% of himself when playing. Tabello never saw himself as better than others, but always as an integral part of the team, and the role he played was all for the benefit of his fellow ballers and the team dynamics. I see many of Tabello's teammates here today and many will recall the tournaments we played in. The American International School of Johannesburg tournament was one of the major basketball highlights for us every year, and many a final that we contested was probably the most exciting games we played in and spectators got to watch. The camaraderie over that weekend was the best I had seen among Sacred Heart school teams. This team was virtually unbeaten and one of the most successful first teams I had the honor of coaching and as a reward and incentive, we got to go on tour to Swaziland. I can say a lot of the drive and motivation didn't come from me, but there was the duo of Ruli and Tabello who ensured that all their teammates stayed on the straight and narrow and that nobody would jeopardize their chances of going on tour. Tabello was the glue that kept this team together in good times and when we were looking like losing. He motivated his school colleagues to believe in themselves and fight for every ball and every point. As the seasons progressed and games played, Tabello, in my eyes, became the unofficial assistant coach of the team, as he always ensured the team kit and the team was ready for game ahead, and it would be him that I went to to help choose all-star players from other teams that he played against. We even discussed a few plays that he wanted to try out, which we openly discussed and implemented. What I remember, but often try to forget, is when Tabello wanted to have a three-point shooting competition with me, and often on occasion, he would beat me. He was competitive, but not arrogant. As the years went on and his confidence grew, he'd also help me coach some of the younger Sacred Heart teams, and one could see the joy and satisfaction in his eyes when a move came together. Those young players were also in awe of him and looked up to him, and many wanted to play like him.
to Bello matriculating in 2000, but occasionally came back to school to watch games and shoot around, and we would have some fun banter together. I left Sacred Heart in 2008 and opened my own business and was fortunate to have our paths cross again as he came into my coffee shop and it was as if, as if things hadn't changed. He was still the respectful and gentle soul I had known as a schoolboy basketball player. I hear that quite recently, Tabela had been coming back to play with some of, his old boys, some of the old boys and I wish I had known as I would like to have gone one-on-one -on -one with him again. Tabelo Tibbs Motswani, you were and always be poetry in motion to me and the Sacred Heart basketball boys who knew you on the court. May your soul rest in peace. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. King. Um, one of the things Tibbs was known for was trash talking on the court and what he would do after he hit his three-pointer. Make sure you see the flick of the wrist, and then as he jogs back, he just tells you, poetry in motion, baby. <laughs> poetry in motion. Um, if we can prep the tribute um, video, um, as we also welcome a family member from the Mutswani family, uh, we'll play the video just to bring some additional light into the room, and then we'll welcome um, Mr. Stephen Akitledi to come and share some words from the Motswane family. If we can please play that uh, first tribute video. Teebs, or coach I should say. I could tell quite a few stories, but I think I'll just stick to one that sticks out to me the most. I was 11 years old and you had a CD Walkman and I walked up to you and I said, what are you listening to? And it was Jay-Z's Blueprint that had just come out. And you, you gave me the CD and you said, take this home and listen to it every day. This thing has the keys to life. Everything you need to know about life is in this album. And why I'm telling the story is because although we listened to Jay-Z, we actually grew up watching you as well. Uh, live out your own blueprint and create your own blueprint, whether it was you and Ruli with the creative recreation sneakers, head honcho, let the record show. I think I had the first head honcho cardigan. But um, from that to show love, the events, the parties, everything you did, all the moves you made, we watched and we're still watching because I know you're up there making more moves and uh, with a cigar Romeo in your mouth, as you said. So we appreciate all the life lessons, the gems, the jewels. And um, the marathon continues. I've got you up there with everyone. Nipsey Hussle, all the people that we look up to, all the people you said we should listen to that give game. And I think that you, you gave us the game. And we appreciate and love you for that. Um, I know Tips since he was uh, 14 years old. Uh, we had met at um, Johannesburg Basketball Academy when he was JBA, um, where he was referred to the academy by his coach, uh, Roger. Um, and Roger often said that Tips and Ruli were the great experts. Um, to join the academy out of Sacred Heart College. Um, Tibbs was uh, a trash talker on the basketball court, a very lively guy um, who always lets you know after he scored a basket, he would just run past you and say um, poetry in motion. Um, we, we went on to play basketball together at, uh, in te at tertiary level. Um, that's where he was also working on his brand, Show Love. 
um, where he was a kingmaker and a hitmaker in the entertainment industry. Um, uh, he also then, uh, under of late, uh, started Chef Tips, um, which um, was a tastemaker um, and also introducing people to uh, culinary experiences. Um, uh, Tibbs, for me, uh, was a, a hard worker. He, he always worked with zeal and, and passion and, and pursued his dreams. Um, you know, he, he always lived outside the box. I was always amazed at, at how he accomplished his goals with, with effortlessness and a swagger. Um, I'd like to say, Tibbs, um, you'll be greatly missed. Um, though you're gone, you live long in our hearts and minds. Um, I also like to send my condolences once again to the Mutsuani family. I've known Tibbs for over 20 years now, uh, from the hard court of the inner city where we played basketball, to the late night studio sessions where we storyboard our lives through music, the stages where we performed it, and ultimately the boardrooms where we try to eat out a livelihood for ourselves. Um, was a visionary, a kingmaker, and a cultural savant. Um, more qualified people will speak of his achievements as an entrepreneur. Um, but for me, Tibbs brought a dignity to this thing of ours. He was able to translate um, what happened on street level to the suits and the administrators that ran entertainment in South Africa. Um, I, I, I pray God have mercy on his soul, I pray that he sues uh, his parents um, and the, the, the often stated cliche that parents should not bury their kids tragically applies here, um, mostly because children are seeds, you plant them, you grow them, you love them, you prune them, um, until they become a tree, and I hope it brings you comfort to know that when you look out into the landscape of South African popular culture, that you see the fruits of this tree. We are the fruits of this tree. So, bonjour, mon ami. A vous. Yeah, believe in yourself. Live the life you deserve. <laughs> That's how we do. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I would like to start my speech off by um, giving a heartfelt condolences to the Forbes family. Um, it's also very vital to uh, remember that we've lost two pioneers of the various industries. The Motwani is mourning with you and we're, we're truly saddened by your loss. Um, my name is Stephen Kitledi. Asohoa um, Tibbs was my cousin more specifically first cousin. But this gentleman that we're celebrating today was, was my brother. Um, I'm, I'm totally gutted, 
by this tremendous loss that we've left, that he's left us. Um, I don't even know where to begin. As I look upon here and see his name written out, I would like to start from the very beginning when I, when I looked up to this older brother of mine. Um, Dibelo's full name is Dibelo Eugene Mutswani. So when growing up, I had a bit of a pronunciation with his middle name. I was always like, yo, how are you doing huge? How are you doing, my brother, huge? And that kind of stuck with me because those who knew Tibbs was, figuratively speaking, larger than life growing up. You know, he was a, a chunky cap. So each time we met up uh, with our fond greetings, I was like, yo, huge, what are we doing today? You know? Um, the one thing I'm definitely going to miss is that engaging smile of his. Tibbs had those warmest, inviting smiles I've ever come across. I mean, once you're with him and he started smiling, followed with that little chuckle of his, you know it's going to be all good. You know, it's going to be a good day. Um, but let me share a story about those pearly whites um, who were in Durban once, uh, visiting my aunt and uncle. We were engaged in a, a hearty breakfast prepared by my aunt, and we got into a, a heated argument. Um, as quick as he was on the basketball courts, he was quick to grab my finger and have a huge bite. And I was like, my man, so what was that all about? It's like, yeah, next time I'll take your hand, my guy. So you must, I, 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 each time I see that smile, I, I have flashbacks from those moments where he took a bite from my finger. So I look at it and I'm, 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 I'm warmed by the memories, but some of them are painful, you know. That smile also got me into a lot of trouble growing up. My man's tips. Another incident uh, when the Motwanis were staying at Spreadview. They used to have this garage where we used to split our activities. I'm a, I'm a soccer ad, um, advocate. He was a basketball advocate. And there was this one afternoon we were seated, uh, we we're, were practicing our penalty shootouts. Um, as Tibbs is known to be a very passionate and enthusiastic person, he was determined not to beat me. Uh, he took his final penalty take, kick and the ball went screaming through the window. All I remember was Debola hugging me and he was like, my man, my dad is going to kill me. <laughs> you know, you're, you're the favorite uh, nephew. Just, 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 you know, just take one for the team. <laughs> so true to my word, I, I took one for the team. Uncle Sly, I, I know it's been years, but yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. But he always had me with his smile how he engaged people, and true to his word, we are here together, united, to come show Tibbs love. And that's what he was all about. He was passionate in what he did. He was a huge guy. He was a huge character. He was a huge personality. I stand before you gutted, but I take warmth seeing the individuals that he touched through it be his friendships, through his creeds of art, through his profession, through his journey of life.
Uncle Sly, Aunt Niniwe, you've lost a great son. You've lost a great son, individual, but this is what Tibbs was brought to earth to, and it, I'm grateful to be part of this auspicious occasion. And in closing, I would just like to say thank you guys for showing Tibbs love. Thank you so much, Abu Stephen. Um, them pearly whites, man. That that glorious smile. You can you almost can feel it uh, in this room. Um, we're gonna miss you, Tibbs. Uh, one of the things you know, Tibbs taught me how to carry a man bag, and in that man bag was always lip ice. You know, Tibbs never had dry lips. It was just not. It's not on brand, B. Like if a lip ice, boy. If a power bank, boy. Huh? How can you be on the streets without the essentials? Come on, dog. Come on, dog. That was Teebs, man. Always, always laughing. It was, it was incredible to spend time with Teebs and the stories. Wow. Um, we're going to go into a, a section where we just hear from some of his friends, uh, friends who, you know, were with him from when he was a, like a kid, uh, but also friends who helped him occupy the streets with confidence. You know, you always need your crew. Your street cred doesn't matter if you ain't got your crew. And so I'd like to quickly invite Yusuf, as well as, um, can I also have Martin uh, on the stage, please? Most incredible, baby. No problem. Uh. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Yusuf, and, uh, and Tibbs was my oldest friend. I think I, w- I think I was his oldest friend, too. And so, <laughs> I think. Um, so before there was Tibbs the celebrity chef, and uh, Tibbs the music producer, or Tibbs the club owner, there was four-year-old Tibbs, who was with me in Yellow Group and on hot days here at Sacred Heart, we would run around naked in the sprinklers. And he would hate it if I ever brought that up in front of people when we were adults, but that thing happened. And there was 10-year-old Tibbs, who was the bravest of my friends and who was willing to go and speak to Michelle Rodriguez and tell her that I really liked her. And for a year, to negotiate on my behalf so that By the age of 11, I could get my first date at Eastgate Mall with Michelle Rodriguez. And there was was 12-year-old Teebs whose parents dropped him off early at school, and we were playing kitchen scope. You guys know kitchen scope. Uh, And the ball went through my legs, and I ran, and I touched the place where I was supposed to touch, and I thought Teebs kicked me after I touched the thing. And so I kicked him back, and I had learned from my parents that if I'm doing something which is right, I can stand up for myself, and nothing bad's going to happen. So I looked at Teebs defiantly, and I still remember the look in his eyes. And he just dropped his shoulder, and he gave me the best right hook I've ever gotten, <laughs> for straight from Uncle Sly's training. And I started crying immediately, and I went to reflect in the bathroom on how some of the 
some of the privileges I thought I had, maybe I didn't have. And how, how boys from Spreadview were definitely a lot tougher than boys from Parktown. But even with that memory of Spreight View, every time I drive past that place, I have this unbelievable warm feeling of friendship because that's the first place I went to have playdates with my friend Tebes. And so then I left Sacred Heart, and, and Tebes, as everyone has said, he grew into this sort of larger-than-life character. And he was big, he was big, and he was good-looking, and he was charismatic, and he was hanging out with celebs. And so anytime I needed some sort of coolness by association, I was more than happy to introduce my new friends to Tebes, but no matter how big he became and how big of a persona he became, the only thing he ever greeted me, and I was speaking to my brother about this today, any of us, the only thing he ever greeted us with was that huge smile with a huge hug, with sincere questions about how I was doing, about how my family was doing, and with proper love. And I felt like Tibbs really valued the fact that we knew each other for so long and we knew each other in that way and he valued the friendship because it was so real. And I felt the same way. So, Uncle Sly, uh, Auntie Rahab, I, want you, I, I know n- nothing that can happen now can make this anything less than a tragedy, but I do want you guys to know that Tibbs played a very special part in my life. And I really loved him. Um, and I know you guys in speaking to you this week, how much you loved him um, and how, much, how proud you were of him. And I know he felt the same way. And, he, you know, I don't know many people in this world. In fact, I don't know any who have their parents' names tattooed on each of their forearms. And I know he wanted to look after you guys. And, and I hope that what you've seen this week from Tibbs' friends, from us, from his family, um, that out of love and respect for him and out of love and respect for both of you, we are here now and we're going to be here for whatever you guys need. Uh, on that note, I also wanted to quickly just say to Ruli, uh, who I've seen all the stuff that he's done this week, it's been really inspiring, the type of friend you have been this week, um, and I appreciate everything you've done, man. Um, in closing, Tebes and I had... I didn't like it that much, but Tebes uh, <laughs> would kind of treat me as, as his uncool younger sibling, and um, so, for example, two months ago, I saw him in Rosebank for the last time, and I had put green beads in my hair. And Tibbs immediately, obviously, noticed this, and he was immaculately dressed, as always. And he said, uh, what's going on there? <laughs> and I sort of stumbled into my explanation of wanting to express myself more creatively and how I was on a sabbatical. And Tibbs just stood there, looking at me, and he got that little grin that he got on his face. But he wouldn't give me anything. He just said, cool, man, cool. And he left me to squirm. So I thought it would be appropriate to do something that teams probably wouldn't think is cool, but would expect me to do and would probably appreciate, which is that on the count of three, I wanted all of us to say at a volume that teams can hear, we love you, teams. It's okay? So on three. One, two, three. We love you, Tibbs. Thank you, guys. Uh, good evening, all, to his beautiful family, his loved ones. Um, I just... Uh, I uh, jotted down some words 
Show love. Eight letters, two words, both verbs. Alternatively, as we were taught in the 80s, doing words. Show love. Four letters each, in balance, in harmony. A full sentence, but with only two syllables. Show. Show love. As an instruction, show love. As a question, a demand, a mantra, show love. Don't just claim it, but show it. In hip-hop, an industry that's often filled with bombast, excess, and grandiosity, Teebs built his brand on the pure principle of showing love. To show love and gratitude in life's grace and its challenging and its challenges at its heights of life's gift and the inevitable depths of its crashing suffering, the most meaningful lesson our brother taught us was to show love. While I haven't the words to heal our collective sorrow, I take solace in knowing that it requires sadness to know happiness, absence to value presence. Someone once said that grief is love that has no place to go. As we continue to grieve, we are reminded it's a final show of love. In mourning, we are adrift, leaf life, like a whirlwind of grief. Like a thread through a needle, his death has gone through us all. May our remembrance of him be stitched in memories of our beloved Tibelo, allowing healing. A fave of Thieves was Jay-Z, so I'll quote him here. He said, if your click is rich, your click is rugged. We'll never fall, for we will be each other's crutches. To be a crutch to others is what we all are now. Our love for Tibelo has brought us all here to draw strength from each other and in order to come to terms with his untimely passing. From a coming-of-age party in Houghton that forced JMPD to close off, off ramps to Vitz, to Norwood, to Cape Town and beyond, Teebs brought us together, hosted, always showing love. People met their business partners at Teebs' parties. They met people that they got married to and started families with. Careers were ignited from behind the DJ decks, graphic designers, PR personnel, venue managers, owners, and countless rappers and artists shared a place at Teebs' table, always showing love. Johannesburg has lost a true gentleman. The city of gold has lost some of its sparkle. It's noticeably dimmer. Today, today there's no running from it. As the shock and adrenaline wear off, we must face the stark the reality that he's no longer with us in the physical realm. Yet we must remind ourselves that he lives with us in our sacred collective memories through the lessons and ideas that he shared, the personal relationships that we share, 
He lives in all of us as we forged ourselves in reflection of each other. What happened is beyond comprehension. We will never understand it. We'll never fully recover. There will never be enough in confessions, explanations, jail sentences that would adequately explain or less still justify what happened. All we can do now is put our dearest friend, our brother, our uncle, our son, nephew to rest and show love. May his memory be a constant blessing to us all. Lalangokal. Rest well, twin. I met Tibbs a year or so after I had just launched um, a fledgling Cape Town-based streetwear brand called Head Hancho. Little did I know that he'd leave an indelible mark on not just my company, but on the entire industry. After sporting me in a Head Hancho tee on one of my trips to Joburg, Tibbs inquired about my gear. He was curious about where and how it was made, what the plan was with the brand, etc., Right there and then, he asked if we could get involved. I said, sure. Meeting Tibbs was an interesting experience for me because prior to making his acquaintance, I had never met anyone cockier than I was. <laughs> Not only was he cockier than me, he was also cooler than me. I was like, who is this guy? I was so intrigued by his larger-than-life personality. We also had a lot in common. It was actually very trippy. We bonded over so much. We bonded over Jigger and Rockefeller, the Wire, The Sopranos, cigars, basketball, and so many other things. Even though we never spoke about it, we both had a chip on our shoulders, which I guess made us appear aloof to people who didn't really understand us. We felt like the universe hadn't served us a fair hand the way it had done with some of our friends. We had to scramble hard for every single little thing we got. Deep down, we both knew it was a swim or drown situation where our careers and ventures were concerned. Inevitably, this reality shaped our personalities and approach to life. My plan with Headhunter was very simple. The goal was to create the number one youth lifestyle brand in the country that served fresh gear, produced amazing events, and did super cool collabs with big brands. And it all had to be done with a kind of panache and flavor that was alien to people at the time. We truly wanted hunches to live progressively, as our motto stated. Armed with that crystal clear vision, Tibbs and I went to work. Within a few months, we secured our first big retailer, Shesha. We were the first local brand to get in there, paving the way for many others that followed. And it was all done to Tibbs' persistence. The way, he locked that, the way he locked down that account was so gangster, man. <laughs> and I mean in a good way, you know? Shortly after that, I got a call from him that would change the trajectory of our brand. In his voice, he said, Nikki, I found this colored kid that could be good for us, boy. He raps and he's got a really good flow. He's also part of a production trio called Ivy League. I was like, okay, cool. I'll check him out. This kid turned out to be none other than AKA. I have to be honest. When I met AKA, I wasn't sure. He was super skinny, 
ashy and had no visible swag. <laughs> like, no swag whatsoever. But I trusted Tibbs, so we signed him um, to, to the company, and he became Head Hunter's first Jobic ambassador. And the rest is truly history. Tibbs was instrumental in those first couple of years in not just signing on talent, but also ensuring that we had uh, product place, placement in the dopest music videos, magazines, TV shows, etc., etc. He worked really hard to keep us visible. And the videos on YouTube of artists such as Kuli China, Mugs, Reason, DJ Fanatic, DJ Speedster, Frankie, Lulu Cafe, and of course, AKA, a testament to how relentless he was. We had great chemistry and we worked really well together. Sadly, our business chapter together did come to an inevitable end years later. Despite going our separate ways, we remained cordial and respectful towards each other. When I first moved to Joburg a few years ago, he was the first person I met. I took him out to lunch and I asked him to give me the lay of the land. We bonded over old times and shared our respective plans for the future. He was always hopeful and creating something new, just like me. Hearing of his tragic passing this past weekend left me shattered. It was made doubly worse because he went out with my other brother, Keenan Forbes, the very same guy that he brought to me in the early days those years ago. Like many at this memorial, I'm shattered at the senseless loss of life. I'm praying every day for the Mutsuani family as well as the Forbes family. I pray that God lifts them up in this moment. I'm here for them. To Tibbs, my brother, my boy, rest now, Bazala. You ran a good race and you've left your mark on the world. You were a true pioneer. Your legacy is the blueprint that you created that thousands of others will continue to follow until, until. Hancho till the casket drops. Love your boy, Nikki Nasdaq. Uh, those were the words of Nick Kaoma, who was the co-founder and business partner to Tibbs at Head Honcho. Um, it blends a beautiful story of Keenan and Tibbs. And again, we want to send our condolences to the Forbes family. Today we're talking about Tibbs, but AKA was a powerhouse and an important contribution and institution in this country. And so whilst we talk about tips, we want you to know that some of the words that we share can and should be attributed to the life of Keenan. We are now going to ask Bradley Williams to come up to stage. And I'm also going to ask um, Chef Wandi to come to stage. The reason I'm bringing those two up at the same time is that Tibbs was the master of the crossover, the pivot, and the layup. He was able to change and transform himself between different industries, to confuse the enemy, to move with speed and accelerate into greatness without you ever seeing that it was going to be possible. So you blink and your ankles are broken and it's two points on the scoreboard. So on that point, Bradley Williams, if you can come and share your story about the entertainment industry 
And Chef Wandi, if you can come and share about the food and wine industry. If you can come up, thank you. evening. I think I'm the odd one out. Um, I, I really didn't know Tibbs for a very long time. Um, Tibbs was, for the most part, an industry acquaintance. I knew him as an artist manager and a really cool event promoter um, until about 2012 or thereabout when we collaborated on some very special projects between Show Love and Motif Records. And that's when I got to know Tibbs. Um, the first impressions meeting Tibbs, um, I got the sense of someone who had designed his life with meticulous detail. We met when working working on uh, production for songs for an artist called Reason. It was also from the East, from Katlong. Tibbs, having roots in the East, took a liking to Reason, and the pair vibed and built a collaborative spirit, resulting in some of the most kind of magical music moments in our studio. Tibbs had a gift in fostering creativity, he nurtured young artists and DJs to navigate the complex entertainment industry. With Tibbs's affirmations and his infectious swagger, his artists' clients could walk onto any stage with the confidence of a star. Uh, we witnessed his brilliance and craftsmanship as Tibbs guided artists and producers to ultimately create his vision for an era-defining hip-hop album, the all-love album, Tala. Stogie T and Tibbs jointly crafted the album in studio. They brought together the entire community, including WHP, Pro Kid, Ricky Rick, Muggs, Casper, Nadia, Questa, Cooley, and others. Today it remains one of the projects that mark the beginning of a new era in South African hip-hop music. I know Stogie T and the artists that contributed to the project are extremely proud of their achievement and the impact that Tala made beyond its time. Tibbs had the ability to create awesome working environments, affirming artists' talents and motivating them to express their stories bravely in the booth and on stage. I imagine it was the same when Tibbs gelled with his friends, Muggs, Capital, Cabello, Zakes, Chad, Milkshake, VG, Sifo, AKA, and many others. He would speak vividly of his vision of playing the game and how he wanted audiences to experience his vision and his music. 
This process revealed his strategic talents and his competitive nature. He would often draw metaphorically from the game of what I thought then was football, but it was actually basketball and other sports, um, to Bello's willingness to engage in a creative business opportunity was always motivated by the process. He knew how important this was to his team. Tibbs coached artists and producers through the process to get to a win, speaking success into existence. With major achievements in a very short time, Tibbs stayed humble, not allowing ego to get in the way of his wins. As competitive as he was, all things Tibbs touched appeared to be simultaneously effortless and elegant. As we now know, and we've all always known, he personified swagger. There was no one else that could show up in the studio quite like Tibbs did. Calm, composed, on time, and well put together. Of course, with a cigar in his hand. And whilst we all drank shots and popped bottles, Tibbs was out there with a glass of red wine. The community of creatives around Tibbs looked at him with admiration. Behind the facade of Super Tibbs was rock-solid work ethic and creative talents. Tibbs would be working, but wasn't as under, his work wasn't understood as work, as I would understand work. His relationship with work was really pleasure. It was an art form in and of itself. The lines blurred between work and pleasure, blending into his social life. We're really, truly lucky to have had the privilege to work with him, with such a master craftsman. He paved the way for how we will define a purpose-driven life and the pursuit of success, whilst always showing love. Go well, brother. Rest easy. Yeah, so I think this week has probably been the longest week for a lot of us. Um, and we're all still trying to make sense of it. Um, but I met Tibbs back in 2018. Um, and how we met was very special. And I think um, when we met, it immediately changed the, the, the course of his future and the direction that he would end up taking. So I'm a chef and I own a restaurant as well, which was mentioned earlier on. And myself and Tibbs met um, when he came to me, and he said if I could teach him how to cook, he could teach me how to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and appeal to the, to the media and to the market. Um, and, and I think that day when we spoke, um, I think Sh uh, Chef Tibbs was actually born. Um, yeah, and then uh, Le Creatif as well was also born, which is a restaurant that I own. Uh, myself and Tibbs, um, you know, it feels like we've known each other for a long time, since childhood, and we've only known each other for about four years. Uh, but within that four years, we spoke so much, we met so many times, we mentored each other. He, he became an older brother to me. Um, I taught him all the tricks in cooking. He learned very fast. I've never seen anyone learn like this. 
Um, and as a result, I think he sort of put me on the map. He also coached me on on how to get myself out there, which uh, media to, to listen to, and uh, always stay low and focus on the craft and um, which market I should be focusing on. Um, and this was all behind the scenes uh, while everybody was looking at uh, Tibbs the Chef grow. And about three months ago, just before our December holidays, we were in Cape Town together. And I'd never seen Tibbs this happy in a, in a very long time. And we had a deep conversation about how he felt uh, the entertainment and, and the club and the music industry was something of the past and he would like to leave it in the past. Uh, he considered it a dark past and considered the new future as, as something that brought light into the second part of his life. And um, as he compares everything to uh, sports, we compared it to football and we said this is uh, now halftime. Um, and he was quite excited for a second half, um, which was supposed to begin probably this year. Unfortunately, our brother didn't make it to second half, um, but myself and uh, representing the industry and um, the food and beverage industry that he influenced so heavily uh, in a space of about three years is incredible. Um, as long as I'm in the game, I'll make sure that his name lives on I'll make sure that his legacy is always recognized as long as I'm in the game as well. So I'd say, rest in peace, my brother. You are not forgotten. Thank you for inspiring us. And I'll make sure everything lives on through myself and my colleagues in the industry. Rest in peace. Um, Two pioneers that I have huge respect for, uh, Bradley Williams and Chef Wandi. Um, just amazing to hear how your paths have crossed. But when you listen to the profile of Tibbs and just how much he achieved, you start to understand the 10,000 hours that he put in to become this magnificent person who achieved so much in a short space of time. So thank you for that. I also had a, the same kind of meeting, uh, Chef Wandi, by the way, where I was like... Um, What's going to be our exchange? He was like, okay, teach me how to access corporate business through investment, and I'll teach you how to be cool. So that's the standard, um, if ever anybody wanted. That's what he brought to the table. He was Mr. Cool. Um, if we can cue the next tribute video, please. And then we are going to welcome on stage... Temba Mgadi, as well as Uste Mabanga, if you guys can make your way up as the video plays. Thank you. And Debelo to me was a great teacher. Um, our friendship was really wrapped in this really, really warm blanket of just laughter and fun and enjoyment and um, fresh perspectives on life. I think Debelo had walked many roads in life and what I appreciated the most about him is that he really used the experience um, from all of those roads he walked, he used them to inform um, how he intended to live his life now. And he lived a very intentional life 
um, always with um, the end in mind and with a long view perspective, um, always playing the long game, um, which was uh, a favorite thing he, he used to say. And in doing that, I think through the many things he'd learned in life, he always would say to me that you should always back yourself. Um, never chase things, never chase anyone, never chase opportunities, um, but rather trust what you attract because when you trust what you attract, then you can be sure that um, it's meant for you and that it's going to be a success. And um, I appreciate that about him. I appreciate calling him in times of stress um, or distress. And he would always come with another perspective that I never really thought about and um, had this incredible ability to just calm your nerves. I mean, he was a very calm person naturally. Um, but that really permeated through every aspect of him, you know, and it wasn't just something that um, came through momentarily. It was really consistent. And uh, just generally as a person, he was very consistent, very dependable um, and incredibly reliable. And um, um, as much of those things really depict the character of um, a very strong and incredible human being. Um, I think what made him most remarkable is um, how he didn't take himself seriously, how he was just um, such a beacon of light because he was just so funny. And just thinking about him now, um, I think about so many of the funny memories we had and uh, memories that were really centered around fun. Even though I tried to break it, heaven knows that I can't shake it. Holding on. This past couple of days has been horrendous. It's been so surreal. I met Tibbs um, in the food and wine industry. I loved his passion. I loved what he stood for. Um, Tibbs was all about life, laughter, and living his best life. Uh, we shared a passion for food and wine, especially creating safe spaces for brown people where we wanted to hang out, have fun, enjoy food and wine without being judged, but do it our way. And he did that. I think people will even remember Stella Etoile. You know, people started drinking Stella Etoile, but drinking it and understanding it in a way that maybe was never understood before. And that's what he stood for. So Tips, what happened to you is shocking. You were a game changer. You're a magician. You would start things out of nothing, like nothing. I had slamange, manch, manch. That that was Tips. And just like the magician that he was, oof, Houdini, he disappeared from our lives. So Tips, while you're up there, polish the glasses and stock up the cellar. Cheers to you. Hey, puppy. Mm, I don't know what to say, my brother. I mean, I remember our first interaction together, you know, when uh, Ruli introduced us. We spent like seven hours just talking, you know. Hey, and since then, it was really impactful relation, my brother. You're going too soon. You're going too soon. And it is heavy. 
It's heavy for me. I can't imagine how heavy it is for those who live for a long period of time. I'm gonna miss you a lot. I'm gonna miss our conversations. You are you are you are larger than life personality, and you are very impactful, puppy. Tips till we see each other again, brother. Cheers. Even though I tried to break it, heaven knows that I can't shake it. Holding on. Even. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is so difficult for me. Words may seem feeble at this moment. Life is so precious, and death is such a thief. To the Mutsuane family, to the Forbes family, our sincere condolences. The depth of your pain we cannot comprehend, but we stand by your side in this time. They may be gone from our arms, but they live in our hearts forever. I met Duelo when I was 14 at the Johannesburg Basketball Academy. And for about two years, he was pitching to me to come to Sacred Heart College. Um, he made me feel like a superstar who was a free agent about to sign a big contract and to get a big paycheck every end of the term. Boy, was I fooled. But he really sold me with coming to school here. He laid out the whole picture. He told me, you were going to be our Jordan, Ruli was going to be our Ron Harper, and I was going to be your Scottie Pippen. And I said, okay, I can, I, I can deal with that. I mean, as long as I'm Jordan, I'm just like, okay, I'll take that any day. But this just goes to show you how Teebs' skills started at such a young age. The fact that he could manage personalities. And I always viewed Teebs as social media before social media. He made the world small. He brought us all together. Even at this moment, we're all here because of him. Tibbs taught me how to not be afraid to express how I feel, especially about my parents. Tibbs made it cool for me to tell my dad, I love you. And when my dad didn't respond, he was like, Tell him again until he says it back to you. So every moment that I spent with Teebs, he always spoke about his parents and his love for his parents. Even the last day when I saw him, which was last Wednesday, when we were playing...
after we played, I dropped Tibbs off at home and he told me he was going to Durban. Little did I know that that's the last time I'm seeing him. But one thing I can tell you is that our last dance on the court was the greatest one. We won about three games straight. And, you know, the younger guys that we play with, they always call us OG. And I was like, Tibbs, are you going to take that lying down? And he's like, I'll take OG, but I know I've got experience that will last for a very long time. I will never forget you, my friend. I love you and rest in peace. family. Good evening. Um, what a pleasure it is to know and to love Tibbs. Um, I think in the last couple of years I've probably called him Tibbs twice. Um, I'd call him Zozo. Um, and he'll say, Razo, Razo Dazzle. And, um, and he'll tell me how mightily handsome he's looking um, and that his beard is sharp. We used to have beard wars, as you can see, mine is a little crusty today, Papa. Um, Tibbs fascinated me. I was truly in awe of Tibbs. And I think a lot of our friends, at least that we are closest to, Tibbs almost had a personality as though he's open, but he was incredibly closed. He had the ability to make you feel like he was a party guy, but he really avoided people. And I know that in our, and listening to everybody here today, I realize that Tibbs obviously has gone through all stages of life. I mean, to have people that stand with you that know known you um, for many were four. Um, I was quite blessed to have shared moments in the last phase of his life. Um, Tibbs was incredibly happy at this time of his life. Um, and I think his 30s, in a lot of ways, represented evolution, which often involves conflicts with people you love. It involves solitude. It involves growth. And those that you love sometimes are used as a conduit, as a vessel for your growth. So in the walk of that conflict or in that growth, I think it's really important that a lot of us release 
whatever that we might hold about our interaction with Tibbs in the last couple of years, that could have been better because I think you were used as a vessel for Tibbs to find his true happiness, which is where he was now. Um, Tibbs is a lot of things. I mean, we, we spent more time in Cape Town. He'd complain. Uh, he spent a lot of time with Aubrey, with Mo, uh, with the guys down in Cape Town, and, and that's where I'd find, would find each other. But I also enjoyed the fact that we managed to have conversations that were true about life. He loved my family. Um, he had a great connection with my wife. And they'll have their own connection. I remember the one time we had our place in Cape Town and, um, and we were hosting. And Tibbs, Bukhle insisted that Tibbs cook. So they went out to go buy groceries. So I'm now excited. I'm on the roof. I'm waiting for them. They'd gone to the spa. When they come back, there's no cheese board. So I'm like, Tibbs, where's the cheese board? So the two of them, they just crack up because they just like, he was so immaculate. He will do the entire thing. He'll have the starters done. He'll have the cheese board. He'll have the champagne. He'll set up the cigars. He was just, he was just incredible. And to have been part of his life, to have had some real conversations. Um, but, but I think I can say it now because I'm not going to get in trouble, but we used to refer to you by name. So I'd say, hey, uh, and you'll get so excited. You'll send me photos when you guys are together, when you dressed up. I understood why he dressed the way that he did uh, when I saw your impeccable style. And I just want to release the pain and the anguish that we all feel at this moment. It's been such a difficult week. Tibbs flew to Durban to be with me on my birthday. That's why he was there. And my last conversation, I spent the entire Sunday with Tibbs in Cape Town, uh, with the rest of the guys, Aubrey, um, Linda, Joe, Marv. And we had the most incredible time. And when I landed in Cape Town, uh, I called him. I said, where are you? He said, no, no, I'm at, I'm at the markets. And there was something about Tibbs. He spoke like he's whispering. I don't know if it was like a cool thing or like a Katlehong thing or something. He'd be like, yeah, Razo, you got to try this. You got to try this croissant. And I'm like, why is this guy talking like this? <laughs> you know, the, like, I just thought he was the coolest person I've ever met. So I allowed for it, okay? And, and I landed and I drove to him. And uh, we sat at the market at about 10. We had breakfast. Breakfast turned into lunch. Um, he left to change. We went to the lawns. And, you know, with Tibbs, Tibbs would say he's coming to a place sometimes and he will just go to dinner. And um, he showed up. We showed up. We sat. The sun went down. 
It got colder. We still wanted to be together, and everybody said their goodbyes. And it was a beautiful day. He called me on Friday. Um, uh, Razzle, um, I've landed. Okay, no, that's cool. Um, the whole week he's telling me about his outfits for the birthday. And uh, he called me, I was with Sean Marshall, the designer, he called me. He's like, dog, I'm ready. He's like, dog, for those who are, inv in, are not invited, I'm glad it ain't me. You know, <laughs> I'm glad it ain't me. So he calls me and um, he had some stuff on him that I needed. Finally, we speak at about 6.30. I said, Tibbs, I was at Mklanga, at the pencil. I said, Tibbs, come here. We're all having drinks here. He says, no, no, no. I got I to gotta go see Keenan. I said, everybody's here, man. Because everybody had flown in down. He says, no, I'm going to go to Florida real quick. I'm going to see the kid, and then I'm going to come to you. Um... I spoke to him again, probably around nine. I called Aubrey, who was supposed to go meet up with him. And when Aubrey and I spoke, I said, Aubrey, come to Mshanga, we're here. Tiz is gonna come and join us here. Don't go to Florida. Aubrey took an Uber and he came. And then the news just started streaming in. It felt like the world had just stopped. Just nothing made sense. All I could see was that smile. We stopped everything we were doing. We drove with our lives to where he was. And I just want to send my appreciation to, I don't know if Undu is here, Ben Ondogos, uh, from Dubars, um, as soon as um, the incident had taken place, they were quite quick. They covered Keenan, and they looked after Tibbs until we got there, and we were with them the whole time until they were taken about 3:30 in the morning, and that was an incredible experience but it also showed me the bond that the two of them had. It showed me the love that they had. Tibbs loved Kenan. He loved him. He always called him his kid. Even if they were not talking at some point, he'll call me, he'll say, hey, you know, my young, but let me go see him. That's him. So, I know hindsight makes us think this could have happened. I've, I've asked myself, if there was one flight I hope he missed, it was that one to Durban, Papa. If there was something he would have ghosted me on, I wish it was that one. Um, Tibbs ran his race. And what an incredible one. It had drama, Papa, it had parties, uh, it had broken hearts, it had 
the whole thing. It had tailored suits. It had, bag, it had everything. I mean, this guy, look at us now. I, I haven't seen so many people that I've known for so many years together, for one thing. Even at the end, he's still putting together and curating. Because he was just culture. He was just love. And even if a person like that, you can't help but only just deal with love back. Even if you're not, I would call him and hold him accountable for stuff. And I said, no, you, you got to come here. You got to come talk to me. What happened here? I know, Razo, uh, sort it out. So to everyone else, our friends that are here in this room, maybe my parting is this. We might think we have a lifetime. We might think we're going to sort it out the next day. It's incredibly important that we establish connections in the relationships that we hold with people we love. It's also important that we no longer become bystanders in this country anymore, where people feel like they can just at a moment's pass take away people that are incredibly important to us, not as celebrities, to us as people. The people in this room hold so, many, so much influence in different spaces that they will occupy. We need to get out of our comfort zones and start holding people accountable that are in charge of our safety, that are supposed to ensure that this country is safe. You can no longer be bystanders in this country anymore. The feeling of anxiety, of not feeling safe, of not knowing what's going to happen, it's just too much. You raise a great son. Thank you so much. Thank you for lending him to us. We loved him a lot. We love you. We thank you. Sebong. thank you for your honesty and for taking us along that difficult journey um, it's hard to hear but I think for me personally it does give one a sense of closure uh, whatever that even means but I'm a little bit closer to closure than where I was earlier on today so thank you for that <sighs> um, I'm going to call up I call him my king. Whenever I, when he picks, when he calls me, I say, "Hey, what's up, my king?" Because I see him as somebody that I look up to as much as I looked up to Tebes. You know, when Temba was speaking, I was thinking about the days when they were on the court, and it was Sega, and it was Ruli, and it was Tebes, and it was Gabor, and it was Stretch, and those guys used to just be so hectic watching them brought people so much joy. And now I'm going to call the point guard to come and share with us. Before you step up, really, everybody 
who knows Tibbs thought about you the moment they found out. You are loved. Come up, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Rockefeller. We invite you to something epic, you know? Where we hustle out of a sense of hopelessness. Sort of a desperation. Through that desperation, we come addicted. Sort of like the fiends we accustomed to serving. Where we feel we have nothing to lose. So we offer you, well, we offer our lives. What do you bring to the table? Why I'm watching every nigga watching me closely. My shit is butter for the lights are so, so bright. I keep my head both of them where they supposed to be. Holes again. I can't imagine how bright these lights are. <laughs> I don't know how these guys do it on these stages. Um, you know, a lot of what's been said about Debello just speaks to the amazing person he was. To me, I, I really don't know where to begin. I mean, I shared so many things with Boy. You know, I shared so many spaces with Boy. But I always used to say to him, you know, you never really own people, you only experience them. And what I can really say to you is my experience of Tibello will forever be the highlight of my life. Um, I joined these guys in 1996, which was a good year. And up until then, I think, you know, I hadn't really felt a sense of belonging. We had some difficulties in my family, but I come from a loving family. I got to Sacred Heart, and like people attested to before, it's an institution where you are really made to feel welcome. And, you know, it was almost being like in one of those schools with just brilliant kids, you know. Um, all of them very talented, very mindful, very compassionate, and Tebello was really exceptional. Dumi said it earlier, I think the word for such a person is really, he was a savant. Tebello was really uh, uh, a savant. And when I talk to my peers about Tebello, they talk about, you know, all his businesses, all the progress he made with these entrepreneurial ventures. And some call him colloquially, you know, you know they say he hustled. You know, Tebello didn't hustle. He was a businessman. He had various businesses, platforms that launched industries. I mean, to me, Tebello was a, a Quincy to many Michael Jacksons. And, you know, I really, really want to say, in as much as that was him, for me, Tebello Nanalebotu. You know, it was his humanness that shone through. I can give you many stories, but I'll give you one that happened just uh, across from this hall when we were kids. We used to love... You know, as soon as the bell hits, we go play basketball. And Debs was not lying about practice. Tibello worked on his craft. He worked on his craft. And I was there. You know, we sharpened each other. Sega joined us later. I don't know why he called me Ron Harper. Clown. <laughs> 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 um, 
But anyway, this is when we were little. You know, Steve's is a year older than me, even though we're in the same standard. So I'm a 83, he's a 82. And I remember we were rushing maybe from the science class here all the way to the basketball courts. And a, a, a piece of paper, you know, fell out of my pocket. And he looked back and he said to me, we were little. He said, pick that up. I said, so I looked at him. He said, Ruli, pick that up. And I said, someone's going to come pick it up. Let's go play basketball. He looked at me. He said, you sound ignorant right now. What kind of person are you going to become? You know, at that point, I was 13, he was 14. And he gave me a lesson. And he was that sort of person where, whether big or small, he was a very thoughtful, mindful person. And he could really just open himself up and the light would shine on you. And so many lessons we got from him. And I always asked myself, I think about that till today. Why with such authority? And you stand here, you look at the home he comes from, you look at his parents, you look at Matewello, Ventate Motswane, you know where he comes from, values. Humble people, hardworking people. People, banaling botu. And to me, you know, when I think about my friend, he was very consistent. And people say consistent, what does that actually mean? Because you could be consistently bad. Tibello was consistently excellent. If he put his mind to a particular task, he would work at it. He would roll up his sleeves. You know, he wasn't scared of a challenge. And for me, a lot of that shone through in everything he did. From when we were youths, right up until last week. Our coach said earlier he, he respected the game. But I think Bradley also said it. I think what was more important is Tibelo loved the process. You know, we used to have many, many... I never had a useless conversation with Tibelo. I don't want to lie to you. Every time I had a moment with him, it was so meaningful. And he would always talk about honing one's craft. Ruli, we need to get there. We need to work at it. What's happening with this? And we're in totally different industries. Um, and I must say, in my life, he was pretty consistent. From the minute I met him at this institution, he was there at my many milestones. When I went to Cape Town, I went to the University of Cape Town. I left Johannesburg when I was 16, 17. Tibbs joined me down there, you know. He kind of settled me in. We met a lot of great people in Cape Town that way. When I came back, he had his entertainment platform. And I must say, for somebody who doesn't have kids, Tibbs raised a lot of people out here. Gave a lot of people opportunities. Um, Stay will talk about how he used to talk about his young guys. I think after his parents, he always used to talk about his young guys. He says, I've got these young boys, you know. I need to get them to understand the process. They just see the finished result, you know. And that's how he was. And if we were being a little bit more political, we'd say Tibelo really developed and honed a lot of talent in different spheres. And I think that was his contribution, really, not to our lives, but really to this community. Um, that was his contribution to South Africa. You know, the other thing that is really paradoxical, I think Ste talked about, the law was public, but he was extremely private. Extremely private. And I think it's because he wanted to protect those he loved the most. You know, the law 
loved his parents so much. In the last days, he was always telling me how he's spending more time with them or he wants to spend more time with them and they're up in age. And I said to Ndatislai when I saw him that he looks like he could still jump in the ring and do three, four rounds. He was looking so good, so healthy. And that made me particularly happy because I know all Tibello ever wanted was to make a difference, but also to make sure that his family was good and that his purpose was really felt and understood. Um, I won't dwell on how much love he, he showed. Um, to me, he always, he was my captain, by the way, on the basketball team, very vocal. He was my captain in life, supportive. He was my captain, I think, in business. Um, I can even say it here. Every time I opened a business, I was looking through the pictures. Tibelo was there. I was sitting with my shlom at Hyde Park the other day, and all these young guys are so big. <laughs> we start to think that they are seniors, but all of them come and they say, oh, I used to buy shoes in your store. Oh, I saw you do this. And every single venture or dream that I had, Tibelo really supported it, I must say, for me personally. He was always there. Uh, whether you had a small moment or a big moment, he was a teammate till the end. And I, I, really, I, I really appreciate that um, because he was selfless. This is too emotional for me, so I don't want to get into the stories and the life we've lived, but what I can for sure tell you is Tibelo did live. Latterly, um, you know, I've been learning a bit of French, and I always used to say to him, Tibelo, all bon vivant, you know? Or bon vivant. And he's like a lover of life, you know. Tibelo was never a person to take light away from anybody. If anything, he would shine light on you and he would celebrate with you. So today I know our hearts hurt. Melentate, um, he's with us. How we lost him is, is unspeakable, the tragedy. But how we lived with him, I think, is what counts. He was a great friend, a great son, a great motivator till the end. Kaufela boys, probably to get advice, a person that I bounce ideas very willing at any time. I know that when he was calling me a witty, he was just going to be telling me his answers or things that he wanted us to do. But the one thing that I know he wanted me to do was to carry on tradition. And I know like everyone who's ever stepped in his path and has had the privilege of working with him. Everyone can attest to the fact that that guy was very supportive. He was just a cool guy. I love what I find in things. I'm really going to miss you, Doc. I'm going to carry on tradition. Don't worry. I got us.
What a life. What a life. Uh, my king, thank you, bruv. Um, we've been talking through this week and we've been asking ourselves how we're going to make it through these moments where we try to share how we feel about this person we loved so much. Um, but grace has carried us and fortitude is carrying us still. And we're almost at the end of the program. And I just wanted to share with you guys something that happened in the week after hearing about the passing. Uh, various people sat at a table and asked themselves, if Tebes was an institution, how do we glorify his name beyond time and space? And we thought about a few things. And we came up with this. I'm going to read it to you. And Mama and Papa, this one is for you. Sacred Heart and the friends and family of Tebes is proud to announce its proposal to construct a state-of-the-art food and technology laboratory in honor of Dibelo Tebes Mutswan. Tebes was a professional chef, a sportsman, a businessman, an author, an alumni of the school. He completed his primary and high school at Sacred Heart and is remembered by his family and friends as a true visionary and game changer. The proposed tech food technology laboratory will be built opposite the McCutton Center. The Sacred Heart indoor basketball court will serve as a fitting tribute to Tibbs's memory and legacy his passion for basketball, and love for cooking. This food technology center will offer Sacred Heart College students an unparalleled opportunity to explore, experiment, and innovate in food technology. The laboratory will be designed with the latest technology and equipment, providing students with the tools to develop the next generation of food products and a chance to follow in Tibbs' footsteps. In Tibelo's metric profile, he wrote that his ambition was to make a difference. Throughout his life, he did that. Tebes inspired and impacted many through his entrepreneurial spirit, creative genius, and visionary leadership. He founded Show Love, a company and brand that celebrated diversity and inclusivity, and became AKA's first musical direct, uh, manager, paving the way for many aspiring musicians and managers in the industry. According to Tebes, his inspiration for show love came from his late uncle's supermarket franchise, Tandabandu, the love for people. He believed in creating a platform for his passion and others who shared love, the love for hip-hop and dressing up. Tibbs also authored a cookbook, The Color of Wine, Tasting Change, and launched his wine, wine venture atelier with a mission to change the perception of wine amongst the black community and inspire others to embrace their love for culinary arts. In the same spirit, the Food Technology Laboratory aims to inspire and encourage students to follow their passions and fulfill their dreams, just like Tebes did in his lifetime. Sacred Heart College's vision is to nurture and develop individuals like Tebes to thrive in an ever-changing world. Tibbs' life and accomplishments align with that vision. We believe that the Food Technology Laboratory will only, not only pay tribute to Tibbs' memory, 
but will also inspire and empower future generations and students to pursue their passions and dreams. The project requires one million rand to complete, and Sacred Heart College, our friends and family, invite the community to come together to support the construction of the Food and Tech Center in memory of Teams' legacy. Sacred Heart College has already raised 1.6 million in contributing to that outcome. And therefore, it is up to us in this hall, in the chapel, on the digital screens, in the communities, everybody is ever touched and grown with, all the artists, all the businesses, all the brands, every single one must put their shoulder to the wheel and make this happen. We will not fail Tebes because he never failed us. Seeing his name on that wall is exactly what we need to do to honor him, but most importantly, to honor the great family that he comes from. And with those words, we commit to making sure it will happen and to making sure that Tebes as an institution will live long beyond the 10th of February. Thank you for that. Uh, ladies and gents, my job here is done. Um, we haven't been able to grieve. We didn't even think about some of the things because we just thought we wouldn't have the capacity to continue to deliver the work that was expected of us. And so as I step off the stage, I do so hoping that I've honored you as guests and I've honored the memory of Tibbs and honored the memory of the Forbes family and Keenan. We are not finished yet. There's still a process and journey to continue to lay our friends to rest, and more information will come at a point. My parting shot is, Tib said to me always, wake up and fight, dog. Wake up and fight, dog. I'll never forget that. I will never forget that because in fighting, we act and in acting, we impact and in impacting, we make a contribution in this world and that's what you could all ask. So I'm going to ask the genius from the family to come and do a vote of thanks and thereafter, we will have Malitlo Honolo who is going to close off uh, with a prayer and some announcements. Thank you again for being patient with us. It would have been absolutely impossible to do this without your patience and understanding that we can't rush the process of telling a story about this magnificent human being called Tibello. On that point, thank you for respecting me as the MC, and I'll see you on the streets. Thank you, Debs. Good evening. Sure. And what an evening. Um, hearts a bit lighter for all the beautiful words. Um, I think first and foremost, um, um, to introduce myself, I am Genius, I'm Debelo's cousin. 
our, our mothers, our sisters, along with Stephen's mother. Um, I'd like to extend our deepest condolences to the Forbes family. Literally, Sikalanan. We've lost a son, a brother, a cousin, a nephew, a partner, a father. To Cairo, walk these streets with your held, head held up high, little girl. Your daddy is and will always be a pioneer in South African and indeed continental hip hop. May the Almighty bless you exceedingly above and beyond. Tibbs Zido, Tibbs Ozo, entrepreneur, chef, all these names that have been bantered around tonight. To us, he was known as Mpumpu. <laughs> and <laughs> no one said this with more resonance than his mom. Growing up, we'd spend time in Gatlehong and they used to come to us, to Durban. Um, and like kids, we, we played games. Um, we used to play Shaga Zulu, imitating the famous TV series by, with Hendrik Gail. There's a great picture of him when he's wearing a Beshwak. Um, my claim to fame is I introduced him to basketball. Sorry, coach and the team. Um, but I did not challenge him to a one-on-one as he towered and his skills improved way above mine. We also played cricket, believe it or not. Um, I was much better at this game than he was. But as cruel kids can be, I used to pepper him with like ears screaming bounces and, and yorkers to the shouts of his mother. Hey, Jeannie, that's my home name. Uzolima Zumpumpu. I may never get to bruise his ankles again, but your last moments were pain enough. But you shall always be our mbumbu. Hima has come across as aloof, too cool for school, quiet. But now we know this whole time he was thinking, planning, envisioning, creating. When you tell him a joker ever, his entire body would quiver in laughter and splendor. You know that. <laughs> we urge the authorities to speedily bring the culprits to book. The gunmen, yes, but more importantly, those who ordered the hit. Please spare us a Sanzo fiasco. Bring credibility and hope to the criminal justice system, to our families, and many people who have suffered similar fates. The Mutwana family would like to convey a very heartfelt thank you to all the speakers tonight. You're incredible. To the fans, to the entertainment industry, to the creative and culinary community. Your messages were overwhelming, comforting. We can't thank you enough. I can tell you now that Dadenme had no cooking clue that the sun was as famous. 
pun intended. No idea. So, but obviously I've followed him in the streets, been involved with him on social media. They had no idea how big his son is. This is how big his son is, me, in that. Thank you, Ruli, and your team, Debza. Thank you, Mrs. B, the Sacred Heart community. Organize a beautiful, touching, and befitting event for a really fantastic and wonderful gentleman. As a parting thought, I'd like to take a bit of words from this extract. Death, be not proud. Though some have called thee mighty and dreadful, for thou art not so. One short sleep past, we wake eternally, and death shall be no more. Death, thou shalt die. From what I see here today, what we've witnessed over the past few weeks, death be not proud. Till we meet again in Pumpu, show love, one love. Thank you all. Okay, uh, good evening everyone. Um, my name is Malisho Nolo Ngatane. Um, I've been tasked with closing and praying. Um, so yeah, I'm also one of Debelo's childhood friends, um, Mama Niniwe. As she saw me, she was like, yeah, Lunaba grade one. So yes, I was in class with Debelo since grade one, and so we finished matric. Um, I'm going to just give us, give everybody an update. When we finish here, which is in a few minutes, um, we've got some refreshments that are set up in the McCartan Center. So that's just behind the chapel. And I think that's quite a fitting place for us to be considering the love for basketball that Debello had. Um, so that's where we're going to be after this. Um, I'd like us to please just bow our heads as I say a closing prayer for all of us. Oba Hansetzi, Oba Tsuari, Oba Femata, Aurba Honohor, Barobatse, Banababona, Mo Batarobalang, La Hotel, Me Kere, Kebatla Hobea, Me Niniwe, Linda Deslai, Matsonga Hau, Hore, Lide Pilots Avon, Ohonohore, O Lehor, Oba Pumle, Lady Kelly, Zeor Sadi Boning, Lizori Bonang. Hore, Batsebo Requena, Otlava Tusang, Wanamatsing, Ali Dilimotzetlang. Amen.